Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Charlie, can you say Josh Widdicombe? No, Josh Widdicombe. Can you say Rob Beckett? No, Rob Beckett. Aw, that is two-year-old Charlie, who you can probably tell is currently going through a never-ending no stage. Thanks for keeping us entertained in the isolating early days and every week since. Ellie from South London, currently living in Belfast. Oh, lovely. I like Belfast. All the pubs shut early in Belfast. Do they? They've got like a weird, not weird, just different. (laughs) Should we play normal or not normal? (laughs) The closing times of pubs in Belfast. Not in Northern Ireland. (laughs) Let's not play that game there, okay? Okay, okay. Let's be opening a can of coffee. So, things to get through today, Rob? We've got a lot to get through. Glastonbury, sports days. Sports day, Glastonbury. Your new hammers. Yes. Soundproofing. My stressful day. Oh, in fact, my stressful day I've got to deal with at this exact moment. Can I start with my stressful day, Rob? I think that's the best place to start. Okay. My daughter's off school ill. Okay. Is she okay? Yeah. I'll be honest, Rob. Nothing wrong with her. She is a nerd and I love her for it. Why? What's happened? She was arguing to go into school even though she's ill because she wanted to finish her nature wand. I'd send her in. How ill is she? Well, she's got her concert tomorrow. Right. And she's got a school trip tomorrow. So we, we want her to get better. Right, okay. And c- can I ask what the condition is? Of her? Yes. Stomach stomach issues. The stomach, yep. Yeah, okay, that, that's one where the parent really needs to say no. Yeah, exactly. You need to be at home just to keep it safe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if she's got a runny nose and a bit of a cough, she's straight in school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't worry about that, mate. <laughs> don't worry about that, mate. Anyway, on top of that, so yeah. Rose is currently two on one. Yep, and I did see both of them. Did you? When you went to make a tea, because we started a bit late. Yeah. Because producer, I don't know what I'm laughing, producer Michaels broke his foot. And yeah. <laughs> when he wants to go for a wee, it takes ages. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Michael. He needs a bottle. Michael's got more reason to be on last leg than you now, Josh. Exactly, exactly. So when I was waiting, I was waiting and I heard Rose talking to yeah. her children, your children, and your son ran in, yeah. completely ignored her and started playing on the guitars, giggling to himself, yeah. loving life. I know. And then she did put a foot down and he came out. Good bit of parenting there from Rose. She didn't realise you were there, I don't think. Imagine if she'd, like, whacked him. <laughs> I'm Josh. Uh, a bit of a weird start to the show, but um, <laughs> you may need to have a word with old backhand Sue upstairs. Um, no, she didn't. It was very good parenting where she obviously wanted to get downstairs and he's busy with two kids, but... Your two-year-old was having the time of his life playing on the guitar. Yeah. So she let him play for a bit, and then they went downstairs. As I watched on like a pervert. Yeah. <laughs> An unassuming pervert. It felt like a sting. It felt like a honey trap where I yeah, just yeah. logged on to go to work, do my little podcast, have a little chat with you. Paid a bit of money to watch. <laughs> like, just watch a woman parent in some sort of weird kink. <laughs> What's your kink? Watching a woman deal with two children at home when one should be at school. Um, also, she's lost her, her phone is broken, so I'm currently dealing. I've got to email the one of those people on a bike has come and picked it up and taken it. 
and they'll bring it back later today. Fix. So you're doing double admin. I'm just writing now because uh, there's. Are you a- writing now? Don't write now. Talk now. Uh, Rose is panicked because I had to send him the code to unlock the phone. Yeah. Which feels a bit dodgy to me, but we're not going into that. Yeah. And also her, her sort code and. Um, 69, 69, 69, 69, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it did. 69, 69, 69, 24, 7. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be exhausting, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, it'd be tough. Yeah. After a while, it wouldn't be fun. And by a while, I mean 10 minutes. 10 minutes. <laughs> 24-7 is probably a better position, isn't it, than 69? It's comfier. <laughs> Not to be blue. Go on. I can't fully enjoy 69. There's too much going on. <laughs> it's like tapping your belly and rubbing your head or whatever it is. You know what that, you tap. <laughs> it's too much. I don't know where my head should be. It might mentally. I know where my head yeah. should be physically. Anyway. <laughs> it's like... I can juggle two oranges. You chuck the third in, it's too much for my brain to compute. I don't know what's going on. Exactly. And I feel like I'm going to end up doing something really bad by accident. Yeah. You know. Anyway, enough of that. Sorry, go on, Josh. You're a stressful day. Yeah. So anyway, she hasn't got a phone either, so I'm dealing with that. It's much more stressful for Rose, but it's that classic thing of the, the podcast guilt. Because you're obviously, you're off site now with your podcast. Being on site when the other parents got the two kids yeah. and the stressful day. Well, she's got no phone. She's got nothing to distract her. She should be just loving it. Right. Well, we'll see when Rose comes on, whether she picks you up on that. Um... She's got two kids off. Yeah, she'll be all right. It's only a day. You shouldn't feel guilty. You've got to work, mate. Oh, no, no, no. You're logging in. You're grafting here. It's fine. It's fine. But I had to go downstairs so she could eat an omelette, Rob. You can eat an omelette with two kids, can't you? Just quickly and messily. Uh, yeah, but with the, there's just much quicker if I'm I'm on kid duty yeah. while she eats her omelette. She had three minutes to eat her omelette before I had a last leg meeting. What a life. Do you know what? Being married to a TV celeb is not all that it's cracked up to be, is it, Josh? It's not, Rob. It's not. You're just shuffling down an omelette as your husband chats to Alex Brooke and Adam Hills about a funny song for the end of the show. Too right, mate. I've got an Elton John tribute act, so... Uh... Is it you again? Hey! <laughs> Someone did make that joke in the room. I wanted to say you did brilliantly. I didn't know you was doing a surprise set to close Glastonbury on Sunday night. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Also, Rob... Yep. My final thing for my stressful day. Technically, your stressful day is that Rose has broke a phone and you've got two children at home. No, it's Rose's stressful day. It's Rose's stressful day. Oh, God, yeah. I've got to go for medical for my uh, life insurance. That's fine. Yeah, did I tell you what happened to my life insurance? What? I was on the phone to him and he made me weigh myself. Yeah. And uh, as I weighed myself and I gave him my height and weight, he uh, added six quid a month on to the premium. No. Because I was heavy. He shouldn't say that. He should just do it. Well, no, but he was like... Because you're so tall. It was like a mechanic when they do... You know, when I gave him the numbers, he... Oh, that's going to crush you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is not good for... Sim- Did you say, come on, mate, I'm holding my phone while I weigh myself. Can you knock a pound on? Like, that's... <laughs> come on, mate. It's been a... I'm carrying a lot of water weight. It's been a busy week, yeah. you know. Yeah. But yeah, so that was that was depressing. So you've got to go medical for your life insurance. Yeah, that's the that's not that's not an issue. Leap test. I've, I'm also in in the middle of the, all this. I'm doing running the school quiz again tonight, Rob. So you have got quite a stressful day. So basically, two kids at home, one ill. Yeah. Rose hasn't got a phone, so you're doing double admin. You've got a medical for your life insurance, last leg meetings, this. Yeah. And we're also doing an interview after this, aren't we? So yeah. It's a, it's a long recall, this one. It's a three-hour jobby for us today. And then you're going to host the school quiz again. And I haven't written it. Oh, you are fucked. <laughs> You categorically have no time to do that. I spent the, the last leg meeting 
making the picture round, which is pictures of celebrities as children. Okay. So I've, done, I've got the picture round. I've made a Spotify playlist of the music round. I just need to come up with all the questions. Or just all the questions for the quiz. Yeah. So you've done all skirt, no knickers, basically. I've done all skirt, no knickers, yeah. You now you need to get some knickers. Found a great picture of Joe Biden as a child, and we can all enjoy that. And oh, then, lovely. Um, it's the Hunter Biden ones you don't want, isn't it? Yeah, it really is, yes. Here's a good one for you. What was the name of Florence Nightingale's owl she kept in her pocket? What? Sorry? Florence Nightingale used to keep an owl in her pocket when she was... An owl? An owl, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the what's name? What the name? Athena. Wow, that's a good question. Good little fact, isn't it? Yeah, that is. Yeah. Is it a good question? I think it's a good question. I like it, yeah. Yeah, so you've got one now. Yeah. So yeah, it's a busy day, isn't it? Yeah. So we're finishing at 2pm, aren't we? 1pm. No, 2pm. What? Oh yeah, 2pm. Yes, yeah, 2pm. It's 11am <laughs> now. Yep. So again, you've lost another hour of your day. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I've got the bus. I've got the bus. Or however I get to the medical, that's going to be time. Oh well, you're you've got no chance because I got I met you lot in East London yeah. to go through some business stuff. Like we were in the Apprentice, it was really weird. And I got the bus to London Bridge to get home. I got on the bus. I said to the bus driver, "Does this go to London Bridge?" He went, "I don't know." What? He didn't know where it went. And then um, he turned around and said to the passengers, does this go to London Bridge? What's going on? I've never known a bus driver not to know where to go. Well, who is he, Sandra Bullock? Why is he <laughs> taking over the bus? Lovely stuff. Lovely yeah, stuff. Bit, bit topical. <laughs> a bit topical. Um, so you've got to get a bus to the medical. Because where you live in East London, the transport links aren't great, are they? It's a lot of buses. They are, they are dog shit, man. Because yeah. I thought it's quite hard to get... Um, there's no tube either, is there, really? No. No. I, I get the bus to the tube, but then you've got to get the bus to the tube. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so you've got quite a stressful day. That's my chance to write the quiz. What, on the bus? I've also got a haircut after the... Um... And a haircut? I think you dropped the haircut out. Because this last leg starts again tomorrow. Yeah, you need it for the last leg. Yeah, you look bad. Yeah, yeah, cheers, mate. You don't look bad, but you look... It's big. Shaggy. It's big. It's big. The hair's getting big. Because you have got a stressful day, haven't you? Oh, but look at this. It's water off a duck's back to me now. Imagine what I'd have been like about two months ago. Yeah, you seem really relaxed about it all. <laughs> when I told you this finishes at 2pm and you held your face for a bit. <laughs> well, why don't we segue... We'll end with sports, but why don't we segue into Glastonbury? Yes. I'll open this up for you by saying... Yeah. I've got a lovely picture for the quiz of Alex Turner as an 11-year-old. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's good. So that's that'd be a good question. Yeah. So is that the segue? Yeah, because I presumed you were going to let rip about your views on the Arctic Monkeys. Oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't really enjoy the Arctic Monkeys, to be honest. Yeah. I found it a bit, you know, boring. <laughs> normal, not normal. Um, the Arctic Monkeys are normal, but he sings them not normal. <laughs> he sings all the songs like an alien's doing karaoke. I found, anyway. <laughs> yeah, Glastonbury. So let's talk about Glastonbury. I'm interested on your views on what the experience is like. I've got a little confession for you, Josh. Yeah. I lied to you. I knew you'd lied to me. <laughs> I know, but I was lying to people because I didn't want to poo-poo anyone's time. No, which I thought was very good. So me and Lou got there Friday, five o'clock after sports day. So it was a bit yeah. of a long drive down. Anyway, we got there at five o'clock. We got our keys to our caravan. Yep. And I wouldn't say it's not a Winnie Bago type of no. actor on set. And you, you told us that. It was very much sort of like a caravan from Snatch. <laughs> Would you say? I haven't seen Snatch in years, but I can understand where you're going with it. Yeah, and uh, it, it felt like the kind of caravan that basically goes into a warehouse for the year and then comes out again for Glastonbury next year. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm in it next year, Rob. So we, we had the caravan. So me and Lou, we got there at five, went out for a few drinks. We went and watched. Who did we go and see? We saw Foo Fighters. Too busy. What, the Foo Fighters? 
yeah, for my my taste. It was very busy, wasn't it? I went to see Food Fighters. I went for a few more drinks. We went to Arty Monkeys. Yeah. And then we stayed out for a few more drinks. And then at 1 a.m. I tried to go to sleep. And the caravan is next to a drum and bass tent that finishes at 6 a.m. And it was so loud, it felt like I was DJing. No, no, it didn't feel like I was DJing. It felt like I was a security guard that stands in front of the DJ next to the speaker with their massive sort of ear defenders on. That's how loud it was. Yeah. And there was also a lot of chatting going on of like, yeah, but, 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 you know, like sort of people emceeing or shouting along. Yeah. And then, so it was sort of a wake all night, essentially, coming off the back of 4.30 a.m. wake-ups of children. Yeah. Oh, my God. And um, I was laying there. And then the curfew, there's a curfew at 6 a.m., which seems pointless. <laughs> I'm up for the day now. So the music... <laughs> I would have had more respect if they just there was no curfew. They carried on. Yeah. The music stops as the sun comes up, and wherever you sleep, is too hot to sleep in. <laughs> At that point, I'd have been quite happy with some music. At six a.m., I'd have quite happily had a bit of drum and bass with a coffee. That would have been perfect. <laughs> anyway, so I was laying there in the caravan, depressed. I wasn't depressed. I was just tired, Josh. I was so tired, <laughs> and I don't like drugs. Okay. No. Don't do drugs. Just say no. I don't really like massive groups of people. Yeah. And I don't really like music I don't know. <laughs> and I just was laying there thinking, what am I doing here? <laughs> and I looked at my wonderful wife and I thought, you. <laughs> You're why I'm here. Because you wanted to come. I know I didn't like it. Yeah. I just can't shit on someone else's shit. Oh, sorry. I thought that was like a phrase you were using about (laughs) going along with Lou. I don't want to shit on your shit, Lou. We'll get to the toilets in a minute. Anyway, Lou, I don't want to shit on your shit. I'll go to (laughs) Glastonbury with you. So I didn't want to poo-poo it for her and all that because you wanted to go. That being said, the toilet situations are disgusting. The long drops, it's just piles of shit on top of shit and they give you a cup of sawdust. I didn't know what that was for. At one point, because there's no toilet paper in there, I nearly threw sawdust up my own arse. (laughs) Like some sort of dutty hamster. So anyway, we've got, I just got really drunk. Can I just say yeah go for the listeners and i'd include myself in the listeners this has paid out exactly how we'd hoped (laughs) (laughs) i think you've done this on purpose there's no listener at home that isn't punching the air going this is everything i tuned in for josh you told me it would be brilliant it'd be great right and you know did i yeah 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 you have to say just a heads up, there will be drum and bass being played till 6am every night. Yeah, I didn't know that. Right. I don't know how you slept through that sober. I was just so tired because, Rob, I did 40,000 steps on day two. <laughs> it's mental. 40,000 steps. <laughs> anyway, so we're laying there. And it's 1am. Well, I've had a sort of good... arts oh, it's at this point, but I've sort of had a pretty good night. Ooh. Like... Seeing your friends, you've had fun. I've had fun, seen a few people, and I've seen the Foo Fighters I really enjoyed and stuff. Yeah, really enjoyed. And then I needed a shit just before the Foo Fighters, and that disturbed me. <laughs> and it's just inhumane. I just don't like the Foo Fighters <laughs> enough to shit on someone else's shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> anyway, so we're laying in the bed, not sleeping all night, and we've not slept much. Has Lou slept? No, we're just laying there, just trying to sleep. Yeah. I'm like, what am I doing here? I'm like, her, but don't ruin her time. Yeah. She rolls over and turns to me. Rob, I went, yeah. She went, I've just had a look. There's a room going Saturday night in Soho Farmhouse. Not Soho Farmhouse, Soho Babington House, right? Which is like an amazing hotel yeah. 20 minutes yeah. down the road, swimming pool. And it's the hottest weekend of the year. I think you made the right decision. Yeah, I think I did too. And then I said, well, look, I don't mind. <laughs> but deep down going, yes, please, can we go now? If you must. I don't want to shit on your shit, Lou. Lou, I don't want to shit on your shit. But if you want to, I don't mind. But 
I don't want to shit on your shit, babe. <laughs> Look, babe, I don't want to shit on your shit. There was a room available, and, and there hadn't been any available because it was basically literally when we got there, we spoke to them and said that it got cancelled like that afternoon. Yeah. So at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., or something like that, middle of the night, we booked in a non sleeping haze from a caravan yeah. on 4G. We booked a night in a hotel the next day. Oh, now it. the difficulty for us is we've got to try and play our way out of this without no, it's, we I honestly oh, fuck oh my god what happened there I nearly fucking out oh this fucking chair Instagram oh, oh my mic's gone this is great content Rob <laughs> what's going on the chair's got a thing that makes it go down my foot got trapped underneath it I nearly slapped <laughs> my ankle <laughs> this is terrible that's karma that is karma I, I don't think you know I think this shows what a great, considerate, not just husband, but friend you are, that you thought you were letting people down. You weren't letting people down. I know we weren't people down. However, I'll be honest with you, Rob, the less people that you have to keep track of at Glastonbury, the better. Yes, exactly. So look, what I would say is, in the past, I would have stood there, sort of, if I wasn't enjoying something, be angry at them. This is stupid. Why do people do that? And it's sort of like a mad sort of ego. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And even when I was at Arctic Monkeys and I just sort of stood there, I was like, there's loads of people. I'm having to do a lot of selfies. I'm absolutely knackered. And then that room came up and stuff like that. And I was just like, I, I get why people love it, but it's just not my cup of tea, Josh. I know. And I think the opposite is the same thing. I get why people don't like it. Yeah. And if people don't like it, that is fine. The worst people are the people who... Love Glastonbury, and they won't fucking shut up about it. Oh, I know. They give back Glastonbury a bad name because they make people hate Glastonbury. Because people should be fine with whether you like or dislike Glastonbury. It's because they're like, oh my God, it's the most amazing place on earth. Yes, it is, if you like music and drugs and lots of people. It's great. I'm not into that. Yeah. Anyway, so we woke up the next day and then we we just told everyone that we had childcare issues to yeah, get home early. Yeah. It's a classic. And you knew. And because we had the gig at one o'clock, so we did the gig, yeah. which was great. Thanks to everyone who came. Yeah. Apologies for the heat. Apologies for Ivo. It was so hot, Josh, and you get hotter than me. Yeah. And I started taking the mickey out of you because as soon as you sat down at the start of a 45-minute set... Oh, my God, I was dripping. Sweat dripped from your chin. It was Immediately. And then I was sweating from my chin about 10 minutes after. Yeah. But it was it was brutally hot. Gig was all good. Anyway, we jumped in the car. Spoke to Dermot O'Leary. Spoke to Dermot O'Leary. Yep, of course. Then jumped in the car, drove 20 minutes, and I was in a lovely hot shower and round the pool. Oh, my word. 40 minutes later. Oh, my word. And it was breathtaking. Oh, my word. And that, Rob, is why this podcast works. Well... <laughs> And then we were there, me and, Lou, me and Lou were going, well, maybe next year what we could do is we could, like, stay here and just get, like, a car in and out every day. And then I went, nah, probably just stay here. <laughs> if you thought Arctic Monkeys was busy, Elton John, mate. I can't deal with that many people. I, I might get anxious. I'm not going to name the person. Yeah. But someone who's been on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, was stood with us. And it was so difficult to go for a piss. That she had to. Oh, she. She had to put on a, a nappy that someone had brought and piss in the nappy. This is not something you'd associate with the greatest weekend of your life, is it? <laughs> that would be some people's most awful story of all time. When my friend said to her, "I've got a nappy," I thought, "You've got to be fucking kidding! This isn't happening, is it?" So, could you not move for Elton then? I could, because I, I am. I'll be honest with you. If I went on Celebrity You Bet, Rob, when you're hosting it, yeah. I can get through any crowd. <laughs> I am the king of getting through crowds at pace. You're good. You're nippy. You're polite. What you've got to understand yeah. is 
no one wants you there. So they want you to get past them as quickly as possible as well. Yeah. And also, if you just keep saying sorry, no one's hearing you say it. Every, you just, they, no. So you just say, sorry, 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 bang, through, bang. There's always space. I'm quite good at that as well. Yeah. And I did well. But what I found weird was people didn't care about me getting through them to get nearer when I was trying to find Lou. Yeah. But when I came back to get out, they were getting annoyed. And I was like, I'm leaving. This is good news. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I'd say it all paid out how the audience hoped. I should just update. Yeah. Didn't touch any alcohol, Rob. Well done. That's the headline from this. And that's the thing, though, because you absolutely love music, properly love music. Yeah. Oh, I lost it at Carly Rae Jepsen. You love music the way I love boxing or yeah. comedy and stuff like that. That's my thing. I don't love comedy. You do love comedy, but you don't. <laughs> I don't love no, yeah, no. But I think music, you love music more than comedy. Yeah. Yeah. You'd rather see a band than a comic, where I'd rather see a comic. I'd rather be in a band than be a comic. See, Rob. I wouldn't. I can, I'm not, not splitting it four ways. It's bad enough doing it with you two. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Rick Astley and Blossoms playing the hits of the Smiths for an hour, and I have to say, yeah. I've never been happier. I listened to that whilst lying by a pool at Babington House, because I had it on the big telly. <laughs> and I was like, that's the only thing. I was like, oh, I missed that. That would have been nice. Anyway. Sports day? Sports oh, No, uh, there, was a, there was a couple of other things from Glastonbury yeah. to run past you. Okay. On the way back from Arctic Monkeys, there was a man walking along in hiking boots, a leather waistcoat cock out. Not normal. Not normal. And is that okay at Glastonbury? Uh, it's not okay at Glastonbury. It's not okay anyway. Well, no, I'm, I don't know. I'm new to Glastonbury. I don't know if that's what the magic is. It's, it's, still, it's still covered by the laws of Britain. Is it? Except drug-wise. But, um... <laughs> Apart from Class A drugs, it's absolutely fine. Well, that's the thing that's confusing because normally we can talk about it on here, but like on radio, like on the radio stations, everyone goes, oh my God, Glastonbury, is they don't actually give you the full story of what's going on. I think Glastonbury has a PR problem in that it's got to under-promise and over-deliver because currently I think it's the best weekend of my year. However, I'm not banding that around because it just highlights... Yeah, you've got to be into it because I, when I, we drove in, I, at one point when we drove into... I, I don't know what corner we took. We ended up in a campsite. It looked like the Calais jungle. I felt like Victoria Derbyshire going in for a live report on what was going on. It did not look like a place people were paying to stay. Everyone is absolutely in shock that you've managed to pull the words Victoria Derbyshire out. That is... <laughs> Oh, I know. And then I saw, and I made it getting old. There was an 18-year-old girl who was absolutely battered, stood in the middle on her own. And me, Lou, and uh, Lou's friend Jada went up to her to sort of see if she was all right. I went, hello, you're all right. I went, don't panic. I'm with girls. because I didn't want to look like a pervert. <laughs> yeah. And she looked like a fucking whippet in the wind. She was getting blown around. You know when someone's pissed? And, and we went, are you all right? She went, yeah. I was like, where are your friends? She went, they're coming. And I went, all right. So as long as you're sure they're coming, she went, yeah, maybe circle around in 20 minutes. I was like, what? You're either okay or not. I'm not doing a dive I'm not circling you like some sort of... Oh, anyway. I think as well, when you've got young kids, to give up that many nights of babysitting with grandparents... Oh, you've got to enjoy it. You've got to enjoy my, it, man. My kids... Josh, I've got back into, because it's sunny early, they're waking up at 4.30am. That's bad. I came home to my my mother, yeah. who looks good for her age, that afternoon, she looked like she was on her deathbed. <laughs> she looked fucked. My mum looked like she'd been rescued from somewhere. <laughs> it looked like she'd been trapped down a well and got out. They've got her up since 4.30am and they don't stop my kids. So I can't put that a pressure on the grandparents. Anyway, same time next year? <laughs> I said, 
Do you know what, though? I loved it on the telly. Yeah. Great on the telly. I'd hate it on the telly. Why? It would destroy me. Why? Because I need to be there. The people with kids there. The people with kids there. Oh, man. There was a girl walking along in these little flimsy sandals with her dad who was off his face. And there's glass on the floor. There's piss. There's shit. They're sick. I'm like... There's no piss and shit on the floor. There is. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. There's piss everywhere. I pissed on the floor. Yeah. Because I couldn't get to the toilets. (laughs) You need a nappy, mate. (laughs) I need a nappy. Do you know what you need? A good old nappy. And, And the other thing, I think, as a comic, I just get annoyed that people will clap at the end of a song, whatever shit they do. Yeah. That's frustrating. At one point, Josh, when I was getting a bit overwhelmed, yeah. I, do you know what I was hoping for? Someone to start a fight with me so I could fight them and then get thrown out of the festival. No one's ever been thrown out, Rob. You can't get thrown out. I don't think anyone's ever been thrown out. <laughs> Fair enough. It's, it's not all weather spoons on a Friday the night. The only thing I don't like is when they find us their stupid little crab hands to find each other. Just fucking watch it on your own. <laughs> Oh, I'd rather stand alone than fucking do my little crab claw in the air for a whole song, trying to find someone from work. Crab claws. Everyone do the crab claws. Fuck off, you losers. That's how I find someone I work with doing the crab claws, but we won't go into that. (laughs) Yes, I was Alex enjoying himself. Sorry, mate. (laughs) But I see why it's not a bad weekend. It's just not for me. I can see why people like it. It's like if you took me to Disneyland, I think. Different strokes for different folks. Exactly. But your kids will love you for taking them to Disneyland rather than hating you for taking them to Glastonbury. I wonder why, because my daughter was like, when, when can I go to Glastonbury? And I did think, what age? Well, Will Briggs said he went when he was eight. Yeah. And he hated it and was terrified. Well, a man had his cock out, Josh. Yeah. So 10? <laughs> yeah, about 10. About 10's fine, yeah. yeah. Can I suggest something here? Yeah. Elton John was better on the telly because it was too busy to watch it live. Would that be something that you'd... No, it was the best. It was the best two hours of my life. When your friend pissed herself next to you. Well, that added to it. For me, watching my friend put on a nappy and piss would detract... I didn't watch. I'm not a pervert. No, but you could hear it. You know what's going on. You can't hear it. It's muffled. Mate, I'm watching someone put on a nappy and piss in it if they're doing it near me. (laughs) If I'm stood next to you, Josh... And you get given a nappy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but she was a woman. If it had been a ma- if it had been Ivo Graham. Wait, it's either equality or not equality. You know? That's the way I'm looking at it, right? I am a feminist to the core. <laughs> you I wanna watch it. If I'm pissing in a nappy and people are watching, I'm watching women pissing in a nappy. Okay? Okay. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. That's fair. I am a feminist because Caitlin Moran made me stand up on a pew at Union Chapel and scream I'm a feminist. When? When I went and watched her live book show. Oh, with Lou. What do you think? <laughs> Have a little think to yourself. You've heard what I'm like, what the things I sacrifice. You're a good man, Rob. I'm a good guy. The weird thing with the Caitlin Moran show was halfway through, you found a hotel across the road, didn't you? And just went and lay. <laughs> I found a working men's club just to go and fucking sit in there and slag off women for a bit. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> talk to me about sports day. I can't believe we haven't covered that you went to watch Caitlin Moran at Union Chapel. <laughs> no, I can't. She was good, actually. She was very funny, and she's she's a brilliant writer. Yeah, she is good. She is very good. Yeah, that was an interesting night. But, you know, me and Lou have done plenty of great things together. Yeah? Hash brown? Hash brown. We've hash browned. Uh, well, I'm trying to think what other things that Lou's taken me to. Carmen. Yeah, I spoke to you about Carmen at Trafalgar Square, and I... Yeah. That was... But my one of my ex-girlfriends made me go and watch dance at Sadler's World. But then my kids love all this shit, so I'm going to have to do it anyway. So I'm just getting in early doors. Oh, Rob, life's tough. Sports Day. Let's talk about Sports Day. Yeah. Go on. Shall I tell you about Reception Sports Day in East London, and then you can tell me about Sports Day in Kent? Yes, you can. Go for it. Okay. No winners. 
Pardon? Everyone's just taking part, enjoying themselves, Rob. This has got to stop. <laughs> I knew it would wind you up. No winners. Nah. Well, there was to each race. There was to each race. My daughter, for the week leading up, made it very clear to me that it's all about having fun. Yeah. It's not about being competitive. And maybe you'll win, maybe you won't win. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. I disagree totally with you have to win. However, yeah. we all must accept there will be winners and losers and it's being okay with that. How do you feel about this, Rob? Go on. She stopped on the line to cross with her friend. Do you know what? I respect her, but she I think she needs a couple of life lessons. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm a good guy, Josh. You're a good guy. But we have got, you know, turbo mode when we need it. When you, you, you know, your back's against the wall. Yeah. So when you say there's no winner, so if she had crossed that line first, would she have been the winner of the race? I'll tell you what it was. Each race, yeah, because it's reception. It wasn't the main sports day. It was just a reception one. Each race, obviously, there was winners. That was clear. One of the kids is so fast. It was hilarious. <laughs> she was so fast. You were like, we need to get her in some kind of program. Yeah. <laughs> Project Mbappe. Yeah. She was so fast. So each race, obviously. But there was three teams. Yeah. And then at the end, there was no team that won whereas the higher years there's a team that wins yeah so what they do at our school is there's winners of each race and at the end they add all the scores up and then one of the colors wins yeah 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 so that's what they do from years one to six but not reception yeah they do reception with nursery oh i think that's fine then but i i yeah as long as the people are winning the races but i like I like the lack of competition, Rob. Josh, fuck you. You're talking shit. You're on the podcast charts 24-7. Before we went to Spotify and we're out the charts, you messaged me daily about where you were. Rob. You were obsessed with it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't want my daughter's brain to go the same way. Yes, but... It's an illness. <laughs> Yes, but you, what you can't shield her from winners and losers. You have to accept there are and a way to deal with it. Not can't shield her from bloody winners. She lives with me. Am I right? <laughs> See, I don't think that's the right attitude, Josh. <laughs> but yeah, so that my my daughter's house colour form cut. I don't even know what it's called. They won overall, oh, um, yeah. but my kids done pretty well in it. You know, my youngest who won everything in reception. Yeah. Obviously, it's more competition now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it wasn't a clean sweep for her. She sort of, she came second. It's like going from the Commonwealth Games to the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, but she got, she came second in the second in the, great. in the sprint. And my, my eldest as well, just really weird because I sort of, I've spoken about it on here was like, she's not that sort of as sporty or as like on it. But yeah. in the last year, something's changed. She is like so determined and so she came second in near enough everything as well and, and won a couple of her own races but they do like loads of different games as well which are like throwing a beanbag in the in the, in a hole yeah my daughter is yeah i think i might have to buy a darts board rob right so she got maximum marks on throwing the beanbag yeah. she got four out of four so your daughter's like you isn't she my youngest is like me my youngest does everything 100 miles an hour. That's why she's good at sprinting. She just, yeah, yeah. she threw this beanbag so far and wide away from the target. <laughs> it was <laughs> zero. I've never seen zero technique before. Just like that. Just like, it was like she was throwing, like, trying, like yeah. chucking water over a fire. Just anywhere. Yeah. Just anywhere. And it goes like that. So but it, it, it's funny. You sort of see their characters. And yeah. it, I even noticed as well, like the lads I play football with, yeah. Some of their kids do sport the way they play sport. I think you play sport in the way that you, your personality is. Yeah, I think so. You can see it in the way they operate and the way they do yeah. things. It's, it's really interesting. So it was really fun to watch. And someone did come up to me and say, 
oh, we're not those parents that um, you mentioned on the podcast last year that took it too seriously yeah. and had loads of colours up and stuff like that. And I was like, all right. Um, they weren't the ones. <laughs> like, yeah, we saw them too. We saw them too last year. Yeah, it's about mad, isn't it? Well, yeah. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I was looking, I go, I think it was you. <laughs> so now this is awkward because I've set it up for next year now. She'll probably mention it again. But How are you on the touchline? Very complimentary, thumbs up, like when get yeah. their eye line and thumbs up like that. And um, I was like, I was, I was going, well done, well done, like, thumbs up, like whatever they did, just well done, as long as they tried the best. Yeah. And then one parent went to be a, uh, oh, oh, what happened? Where'd they finish? I was like, oh, I don't know. I just always say thumbs up, well done. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> whatever, whether they've lost or won, well done. But yeah, I'm not shouting and stuff like that. But you do get a bit, um, you just want to see your kids to do well and enjoy it. But they, they, they loved it. It's a feel good day. I absolutely loved it. I didn't used to like sports day as a kid. I liked it at primary because mm. I used to boss the dressing up race, mate. But um, secondary, no thanks. Right. So my, my, my daughter, though, sack race, my daughter, um, well, her hat blew up. The, the, the killer for a performance in sports day is the summer hat. Right. Yeah. Because what happens is when they're running or jumping or there's windy, the hat flies off. Yeah, yeah. My daughter was in a sack race. The hat flew off. She leant down to pick up the hat and then was trying to do the sack with one hand. Oh. I was like, forget the hat. Forget the hat. Right off the fucking hat, mate. You're not Indiana Jones. Burn your scalp. <laughs> Burn your scalp and win the fucking race. It's a great day. It's a great day. Oh, I loved it. But I, I do think it's good, to, it's good to show them uh, when they, you know, like, you know, if you win, you lose. It doesn't really matter. And you learn a lot more from losing than you do from winning anyway. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to say the parents race. There's a parents race. Yeah. Go on. I thought there was a mum's race yeah. and a dad's race. Not in East London. By the time, exactly, by the time I'd positioned my camera from the mum's race, I realised there was dads in it and it started and I'd missed the parents' race. Oh, so you weren't in it? I wasn't in it. What do you reckon your chances are? Any standouts? Well, I'm glad I wasn't in it because I would have lost to Rose because Rose came second but first woman. Oh, so it was mums and dads, the parents. She came second. Yeah. It's right pocket rocket, Rose. She came second. She fucking went for it. Did she? Yeah, she fucking went for it, mate. <laughs> she smashed it after Glastonbury. She smashed it after Glastonbury. Charged up on a strongbow. Yeah, so uh, there we go. I'll be in the parents' race next year. Yes, I want to hear about it. They just don't do one because like, people always get injured, they said. But next year, next year, I've got to do a full day. What do you mean? Because my daughter's moving up. So they separated reception one and two. Yeah. And it's like 10 a.m. till half 11. And then from 1.30 to like three o'clock is the oh. three, four, five, six. Yeah, because there was a lot of parents there. They'd just done another sports day last week. Yeah, so I've, it's an all-dayer. I'm going to have to go get lunch oh, and go back in. Bloody hell, mate. Double shift. But I'm looking forward to it. I love it. Exciting. It's great. It's brilliant. It's good stuff. Right, um, let's do a couple of bits of correspondence. A couple of bits of correspondence. Do you want a traumatic boomer story? Yep. Is there any other kind? Hey, hey, Rob and Josh. I thought I might share you a very traumatic boomer parent story. I'm one of four siblings, and when we were younger, naturally the house would be a mess with toys. And mum kept threatening that if we didn't tidy our mess up properly, then she would burn all our toys. Oh, no. Oh, my God. One day she decided enough was enough. This is what happens when you have four kids, and you just lose your, you lose the plot. Yeah. She went around the whole house collecting all of our favourite possessions. She put them in a pile in the middle of our bedroom, made us all stand outside, lit a match and threw it into the room. Fuck off. Behind Sorry. the door and shut the door so he couldn't see them go up in flames. We obviously stopped crying at the harrowing experience. After about five minutes, she opened the door to show us she had actually blown the match out before throwing it in. Oh, 
Penn and Teller. Here we bloody go. Lovely stuff. It worked for about a week as we were tidy, but of course, all that went out the window. Then I'm sure a new threat was invented. Only having kids myself now, I slightly understand the frustration, but not the psychopathic boomer method. Love the podcast. I tell all my friends to listen from Sinead, from Dagenham, then Romford, then Wickford. Do you know what? I think you got off lightly there because some of the stories we're getting, they would have just set their bedroom on fire. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that isn't as traumatic as it could have been. No. That's the thing, though. You can't make threats about following in on them, can you? No, no. But you can't set fire to toys in a bedroom. You can't set fire. Here we go. Rob. Yeah. I've just got panicked that my picture round's not good enough. That's not like you, is it? Being anxious about something that means nothing? (laughs) I'd say, Rob, (laughs) these days, mate. I'm going to send you my picture round. Can you just tell me if it's good enough? Right, okay. Is this good um, podcasting? I think it is good podcasting. We could put it on our Instagram. As long as you make sure we put it on Instagram, because we get in lax with some of the stuff. I think there's pictures. Yeah, yeah. This will go on Instagram. This picture round can go on Instagram. So, who are these people, Rob? Okay, Nolan Liam Gallagher, top left. Yeah. That person with the blonde hair, I don't know, it could be Jamie Oliver, but looks too old. Is that Kim Kardashian in the white? Do you know what? I think it is bad radio. I do apologise. Let's move on. <laughs> Wayne Rooney? Yes. Gareth Southgate? Yes. Stormzy? Yes. Uh, Mick Jagger? No, that's Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. <laughs> well, Mick Jagger. Yeah, that is terrible podcasting. Yeah, sorry. Do apologise. Read out another bit of correspondence so we can cut it. <laughs> Okay, yeah. No worries, mate. Good to have you here. Really helping me out. <laughs> Forcing me into some terrible radio. They're making me do another correspondence. I'll read out one. No, no, no. I'll... Hi, Rob and Josh. I've got a boomer story for you from my childhood. My mum was a bit laissez-faire with my sister and me with regards to school. She was of the opinion that if you had to be forced to work hard at school, then this wouldn't serve you well later in life. Better to leave us to it and figure out life ourselves. This meant my sister and I could skip school if we fancied it. Ooh. In all fairness, we never took the biscuit with this. What's that mean? Took the biscuit is like pushing your luck with it. All right. We never took the biscuit with this and probably only took a day off each term. However, there was one rule. Don't tell dad. Oh, that's always good. Keep secrets in the family. Yeah. One day we decided to take off. Dad unexpectedly came home early. We saw his car pull up in the drive. Mum screamed for us to hide upstairs. No. We thought he must have forgotten something. and We'll be returning to work shortly. Wrong. Turned out he had the whole day off. When the coast was clear, mum sneaked us up with food rations and with strict instructions not to make any noise. And if we heard a loud cough that was a signal to hide under the bed because dad was coming upstairs. This is fucking brilliant. This does feel like something I'd do. Lou would get the answer. Safe to say that this was the longest day of our lives. When it came to close to 3.30, the time we'd normally arrive home, mum came up to tell us to get our school uniform on and sneak outside and ring the doorbell. This is mental. This is mad. And so we did, and spent the evening talking a suspicious amount about how great school was to poor dad. (laughs) I don't think it's done any damage to my sister and me. We're both professionals working healthcare and education, ironically. Absolutely love your podcast. It's my little slice of home that I look forward to each week. Lily, mum to Beatrix, Killian, living in upstate NY, originally from Birmingham. Ooh, love it. Do you know what, though? That just made me realise, when Lou goes away for the weekend, the hardest bit for me is Friday or Monday morning. Yeah. I'm just not going to send him in. Just do that, Rob. Lou does listen to the podcast, though. But I find it easier and more fun having him at home. Oh, there you go. And exactly sending him in when right. it's just like, on a Monday morning, I'll oh, wear the uniforms. Fuck it. Let's just have a day off. Exactly. Exactly, Rob. Um, it's been a pleasure. I'll probably get some hate for that, but Joe, you know what? Fuck it. Send it. You dance to your own beat. Sling it at me. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Um, until I get a letter from the school and then find, but yeah, 
Until then, I'll be dancing, baby. Hi, Rob and Josh. I was wondering if you give my small business a shout out. I listen to your podcast all the time, even though I'm 24, have no children and don't plan on having any in the near future. My business is Poor Prince, P-A-W, a dog walking and pet services business. We offer group walks for our sociable dogs or one-to-one walks for dogs that need an extra bit of care and attention or just simply prefer to be on their own. We cover a wide range of areas, including Westerham, Oxted, Edenbridge, Dutton Green, Bromley, West Wickham, Hayes, Bromley Common. Do you know all those? Yeah, I'd say Bromley and Bromley Common would cover the, the same area. Hayes, Kent. That's different from Hayes Beck Theatre, isn't it? Because that's in West London. Yes, very different. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. You would not want to get that confused. Not at all. Okay. All surrounding areas, socials, Facebook at Paw Prince, Instagram at Paw Prince underscore Pet Services underscore. Thank you, Carly from Bromley. Here we go. I've got a uh, stiff neck one for you here. Stiff neck business. Hey guys, listen since the beginning and I've just been to your MENAO Arena Tour in Manchester and loved it. Too bloody right. I would love it if you could give me a small biz shout out. Go on then. I started my own bookkeeping business in August 2021. Nerd! Hey, Poindexter! That's me. Yeah. I started my own bookkeeping business in August 2021 on maternity leave with my youngest. I was determined not to go back to work 12 hour days as a nursery manager. And just so it happens, I'm one of those cool people who loves maths. So I studied and created Kingswood Bookkeeping. I focus on supporting small business owners with all their accounting needs so that their tax bill doesn't surprise them. I work on tax returns, VAT returns, monthly upkeep, report making and getting them on accounting software so it's super easy and manageable. Check me out on Facebook, Kingswood Bookkeeping, or visit my website, www. <laughs> Do you need that still? I don't know why I say it. Kingswoodbookkeeping.co.uk. Our first meeting is always free. Ooh. Keep it sexy and relatable, Bex. Good luck with that, Bex. Obviously, I was only joking about the nerd stuff. But, Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you for listening. Um, good luck writing your quiz. Thanks, mate. I'll let you know how it goes. You can ride it on the bus. See you on Friday. Night.